this gospel passage and, and actually this week, the church is giving us an opportunity to reflect on the nature of the resurrection, the nature of Jesus' um, uh, rising from the dead, and um, perhaps even in a veiled way of helping us to have the response for those that object. On Monday, if, if you read the reading, the gospel reading, we heard from Matthew's gospel, and, and there Matthew records that uh, the they come up with a plan to just say that the disciples came uh, late at night and stole the body and, and that uh, they would protect the guards, um, soldiers who were guarding the tomb, uh, because on dereliction of duty, they would have, would have been executed on the spot as soon as they, they were discovered to have been lax in their duty. So they're protected. And that uh, Matthew records, and this story is passed down to this day. Or today we have, of course, two. It follows on the heels of yesterday with the road to Emmaus story. Cleopas and his companion um, uh, walking there and, and Jesus talking to them. And how he disappears from their sight. That's something that we can't do. We, we simply can't do it as human beings. But Jesus can Maybe that's part of the nature of, more than maybe, but that's part of the nature of the, the resurrection, of, of having that ability to, by thought, go where he needed to go. He's able to enter into a locked room. He's able to uh, uh, disappear from that locked room, uh, and that shouldn't disturb us. This is part of the resurrection. Yes, we ourselves, with these bodies that are not resurrected, cannot do that, but the resurrected body can. And there, there continues to be some struggle, though, of, well, if it is a resurrected body, then it's not a really real body. Well, wait a minute here. St. Luke records today that Jesus tells him, go ahead and touch. You can see that I have flesh and bone. A ghost does not have that. For those that uh, are... Uh, horror genre or love, love horror, just remember, Jesus doesn't deny there's such a thing as a ghost. He just keeps reminding the disciples, I'm not one. He's not a ghost. Touch, see. Do you have anything to eat? And he eats it in front of them. Well, why? Uh, the resurrected body has no need for food has no need for food. That doesn't mean that I can't eat, apparently. And Jesus eats it in front of them to give them that certainty. He wants them to have certainty that he is raised, that his body is raised, transformed, but it's still a body. And why is this important? Well, as human beings, we're created as uh, body and soul, both. And too often we focus on one or the other. I think a lot of the uh, current debate with um, gender and all those things is a confusion of, well, my soul is feminine, so therefore uh, I'm, I'm, I'm female, even if my body doesn't match. Well, that's not true. That our bodies and souls form one union. Yes, unfortunately, sometimes there is a, a conflict in them, or, or sometimes what we would wish to do, we cannot do. But our, we need body and soul. And Jesus Christ in his resurrection shows 
gives us a hint of what our resurrected bodies will be like. That it will be transformed, that we will have that clarity to be able to, to uh, think and, and to be where we need to be. It will be one that endures, one that is eternal. All the same, the disciples are incredulous. And I think that's part of the reason why time and again, Jesus continues to open their hearts, open their minds to understanding the scriptures, to understanding that it's only by Jesus Christ, only by giving ourselves in faith and trust, and trusting ourselves to him, that we can find faith in him. That's what this Easter is about. That the tomb is opened so that our minds may be opened. The tomb, that place that should be death, experience resurrected life. And our minds that are darkened by sin now are open to the light of grace. Jesus eats to demonstrate he is truly risen. He feeds us this day with his self to give us that resurrected life.